It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Locked On Podcast Network and Odyssey present Locked On Today. The Chiefs have the top spot in the AFC back in their sights. All of a sudden, the Patriots are in trouble. Plus, is Joe Burrow making a late play for MVP? I'm Peter Bukowski, starting your day with the stories you need to know and biggest debates in sports. You're locked on today. Searching all major sports. Found. Let's start with the biggest story. You guys are never going to believe this, but the team with Patrick Mahomes on it, really, really good. They beat down the Pittsburgh Steelers, Travis Kelsey or no. And in this case, it was or no, 36 to 10. Joining me now from Locked on Chiefs, Chris Clark and and Chris. This is a team that seems to be finding its way. That seems like very bad news for the rest of the AFC. We have talked about the things that have been different for the Chiefs, but it seems like they have found ways to even build on what has been working for them the last same month of the season. Yeah, they really have. And you say Travis Kelsey or no, and I will, I will raise you basically Tyreek Hill or no. He really didn't have much of an impact on the game. He did early on, but only two catches, only two targets. Uh, Byron Pringle did the heavy lifting when it came to the wide receiver room. And, you know, then you have Derek Gore stepping up and running the ball well. Darrell Williams running the ball well. It looks like they have an injury at with Clyde Edwards-Alaire, but – his touchdown, his first touchdown of the game was a grown man touchdown. He, you know, shook off two tacklers at the three and ran it in himself. So that was a good sign, but it looks like they're going to lose him for a while. If something is going to trip them up, what is that What is that thing in the AFC going to be? It's a great question. And I have to also say that not only did they not have Travis Kelsey, but they didn't have their starting right tackle. And you really didn't hear much from TJ Watt. I know he has, you know, cracked ribs, but offensive line play was fantastic for Kansas City today. So, the big question is, is, you know, are you going to have a team that has the ability to match up with Travis Kelsey, Tyree Kill, and any of the other weapons that, that the Chiefs run out there? And that's going to be very difficult because you can only rush with four. Uh, and I don't know that there are many teams in the AFC that can do that. And and again, Byron Pringle. I mean, this is yeah. this is one of those things. You get Tyree Kill, you, as you mentioned, two catches, 19 yards. But Byron Pringle doing his best Tyree kill impression out there. I mean, it's, it is a team that all season we said, Oh, they don't have a number two. They need a number two. They need this other receiver. And it's just like they have, they have ham and egged it the last month. And then you get the big contributions from Hill and Kelsey. They didn't even need that in this game. That, that seems to make this team really scary. And, and you add into that what the defense has been doing. Yep. Steve Spagnuolo has been uber aggressive it wasn't like they sacked Ben Roethlisberger 40 times in this game. They only had two sacks. Uh, they had two quarterback hits, but they've been playing such better defense in the back end. How do you characterize what they've been able to do from a secondary standpoint? Because this looks like a different defense the last month and a half. It absolutely does. And I, I want to point out two things really quick when you talk about the defense. They were short Rashad Fenton, who is a starting corner for them. He's yep. their 
He's an outside corner. They move Snead inside when they go to three corners. So they were missing him because of COVID. They were also missing their leading tackler in Nick Bolton. And they still put a pounding on the Steelers. And to be fair, that 10 points that the Steelers scored, okay, I don't think Kansas City really cared. They were up 30 points at that point. So, (laughs) you know, you look at it and you're like, okay, well, who cares if they score? I mean, they cared, but at the same time, you know, it was whatever it was. Um, But I think this defense is playing a lot better. And and you look at it and they're finally getting all their pieces back. Well, Jerry Sneed is back after missing a couple of games because of his brother passing away. And I get that and all the support to him. But this defense is getting better. I mean, you look at the pass rush, it's phenomenal. And uh, Chris Jones and, you know, Jerron Reed is starting to show up. And that's without talking about Melvin Ingram or Frank Clark, who both had it you know, contributions in this game as well. Thanks for making Locked On Today your first listen of the day. Coming up, the Patriots were on a roll until they lost to the Bills. Now, here's what you need to be locked on today. After clinching the division before kickoff, the Cowboys coasted to an easy victory over Washington on Sunday night. All right, Washington football team fans, mercifully, it is over. A 56-14 beatdown by the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday night football in Arlington just about ends any realistic hope of the Washington football team making the playoffs. Losers of three in a row. Uh, All three in the division, two in Dallas, and of course sandwiched in between a loss in Philadelphia on Tuesday night. They allow 497 yards of offense, two touchdowns to the Cowboys defense and special teams, one a blocked punt return for a touchdown, and one an interception for a touchdown, and plenty of regular offense by the Cowboys as well. And the highlight of the night or the low light of the night, depending on your perspective, the fireworks on the Washington football bench between two longtime teammates, both at the University of Alabama and now with the Washington football team, Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne, where Allen was saying something on the bench. Clearly, it irked Payne, who stood up, waved his finger basically in Allen's face and may have made a motion indicating a gunshot. And then Jonathan Allen stood up and threw a punch. And that's basically what what has transpired over the last three and a half hours. Washington, six and nine on the year with two games left to go before, thankfully, the end of the season. Injuries did not derail the Buccaneers' ability to clinch the NFC South. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers clinched the NFC South and a spot in the playoffs thanks to standout performances by safety Jordan Whitehead, who was by far the player of the game, as well as key contributions from wide receiver Cyril Grayson and running backs Ronald Jones and Keyshawn Vaughn. Vaughn had a 55-yard touchdown run to get the scoring started for the Buccaneers as they put up nearly 400 yards against the number two defense in the National Football League. The Buccaneers have now clinched their first division crown since 2007 and have guaranteed themselves at least one home playoff game as they continue to battle with the Dallas Cowboys and now the Los Angeles Rams for playoff seeding position. This may have been the last game that Cam Newton will play as a Carolina Panther in front of 
his home fans there at Bank of America Stadium. And it was not a great performance by Newton, who was swapped in and out with Sam Darnold throughout the game. Darnold ended up coming in for the majority of the second half, while the Buccaneers defense racked up seven sacks and got an interception against the convoy of quarterbacks. Breaking records is fun, especially if you break it in front of the current record holder. Justin Jefferson set the record for most receiving yards in the first two years of a career while facing the man who previously held the record, Odell Beckham Jr., on Sunday. He broke the record in the third quarter of yet another game. He surpassed the century mark in receiving yards finishing with 116 yards on eight catches for the Vikings. Despite his efforts, Jefferson's Vikings dropped the home contest to Beckham's Rams 30-23 and saw their playoff chances shrink even further. And for their troubles, they get the Packers coming up this week. And the Chargers seem to be actively trying to torpedo their own playoff resume after back-to-back losses, the latest at the hands of the Houston Texans. No, seriously. Chargers fans, after a game like that, you have every reason to be upset. Daniel Wade here from Locked On Chargers, coming to you after the Chargers 41-29 loss to the Houston Texans. The easiest game left on their schedule, the 3-11 Texans going into this, and the Chargers can't get it done in embarrassing fashion. And defensively, the Chargers were missing their stars. No Derwin James, no Joey Bosa, no Michael Davis, just to name a few of the guys. But still, the Texans were decimated with COVID issues as well. There's no excuse to look like the worst defense in the NFL. Against the worst rushing attack in the league in the Texans, you gave up almost 200 rushing yards and 5.5 yards per carry. And against one of the worst teams in the NFL converting third downs, you let them go 9 out of 13 on third down and only force one punt on the day. I mean, it was just atrocious. Offensively, the Chargers turned the ball over three times. It turned into 17 points for the Houston Texans, and they were just out of sync all day, and the depth was exposed in this game. The Chargers were missing key players. The guys they had filling in could not step up and get the job done, and now the Chargers still have a great chance of making the playoffs if they win out, but how can you have any confidence that they're going to do that after the performance they put up on Sunday? That's what happened last night. Here's what to look for coming up on betonline.ag, your number one spot for all your college football and pro football action this season. Plenty of games to check out this Monday night at betonline.ag. The Dolphins put their winning streak on the line against the Saints on Monday night football. BetOnline likes the streak to continue. They favor Miami by three. The Quick Lane Bowl pits Western Michigan against Nevada. BetOnline likes the Broncos over the Wolfpack, making them the seven-point favorites. And over on the hardwood, the Memphis Grizzlies are on the road to take on the Phoenix Suns. BetOnline has the Suns as eight-point favorites. For all your gambling needs, BetOnline.ag has you covered. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON to get that bonus. Here is another story you need to know. The first time these two teams matched up, it was a monsoon in Buffalo and the New England Patriots prevailed this time in New England. Buffalo got the win 33-21. Joining me now from Locked on Patriots, Mike DeBate. And Mike, I think this, this brings up, for me at least, questions about the Patriots. They've now lost to the Colts and the Bills in back-to-back weeks, teams that are going to be able to score. The Chiefs look dangerous. 
How concerned are you now that the Patriots can match wits, can match points with the best teams in the AFC as we head toward the playoffs? I think everybody in Patriots Nation has to be concerned right now, Peter, when you look at the performances, not just the performance from today, but also the performance from last week, week 15 against the Indianapolis Colts. They're being out physical. They're not making the proper adjustments to the zone coverage that quarterbacks like Josh Allen are going to pick apart. If you take a look at what they may face in the playoffs, Patrick Mahomes would have a field day with the type of coverage that they're providing on defense right now on offense. Definitely pre-snap penalties continue to be a problem, but they're not making the plays when they need to. Uh, There definitely are concerns with New England right now, and the best teams in the conference are starting to bring out the question marks that we all thought might be there this year. Obviously, they're rearing their ugly head at the worst possible time for the New England Patriots. And for the Patriots, they thought, okay, defense and the run game. The defense did not show up in the ways that that we thought it would, but the run game did. They averaged over five and a half yards per carry in this game. Damian Harris, 18 for 103 and three touchdowns. He he probably won some fantasy leagues for some folks on (laughs) Sunday. But the defense, this is not the New England Patriots defense that we are used to seeing. And I guess if you're a Patriots fan, you're going, well, I trust Bill Belichick in the playoffs, right? Well, I mean, a lot of people will continue to do that. I've seen too much of Bill Belichick not to trust him in the playoffs and to know that if there is a scheme and a way to devise um, an opportunity for them to get back to where they need to be, Bill Belichick is the guy to engineer that. But when you look at the personnel and you look at the play that they're uh, putting out there right now, it does raise some concern. Teams have been able to take it to them by running the football effectively, utilizing the middle part of the field. That's been an Achilles heel for the Patriots last couple of games. The Indianapolis Colts have done a great job in attacking that area. Buffalo Bills did a great job of attacking that area this week as well. So Patriots definitely do have some question marks without question. Bill Belichick is going to need to devise a scheme quickly. They absolutely need these two games heading into the home stretch in order to improve where they need to be. Coming up, Joe Burrow set a Bengals franchise record for passing yards in a game. Is he a bigger play now for MVP? We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. And if you don't believe me, you have to try it for yourself. I'm going to be honest. I didn't believe it either. But then I had the chance to try it. And it changed my whole perspective on Built Bar because... This really is unlike anything I've ever tried in the space. It's not even close. I've never had any protein bar. And and trust me, as someone who has played sports his entire life, who has gone on every diet plan, who has tried every workout plan, I am always trying to find something that tastes delicious, that also gives me something healthy to help with my workouts. I've been active and an athlete my whole life, not on an NFL level, but on just a normal human being trying to stay in shape and do their part level. And the only thing I've ever found that makes me feel happy 
when I eat it is Built Bar. And that separates Built Bar from anything else out there on the market. And they have a slew of flavors. They have the decadent, double chocolate, coconut brownie, uh, salted caramel, plus fruit flavors, if that's what you're into, raspberry, cherry barcia, so many options for you out there. They've got a marshmallow set right now. And let me tell you, the marshmallow treats are incredible. If you don't believe me, Go to built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order at built.com. Agree or disagree? This is the Q of the day. Joe Burrow against the Baltimore Ravens this season. A thousand yards passing. It has been unbelievable to watch him work almost, almost a thousand yards. Joining me now from Locked on Bengals, it's Jake Lisko and Jake. 37 of 46, 525 and four touchdowns in a 41 to 21 win over the Ravens. Cincinnati now nine and six squarely in the AFC. What what has changed, if anything, this season versus last season for Cincinnati? Overall, what's changed this season to last season? Well, they've, they've invested a ton in the defensive side of the ball. And we're not going to talk about the defensive side of the ball today, but but that really is a, a big part of what's different is they've invested a ton in the defensive side of the ball. And that's won them some games this year. Joe Burrow is also in his second year. And this guy named Jamar Chase is one of the receivers that plays for the Cincinnati Bengals now. T. Higgins in his second year might currently be playing the best football of any Bengals receiver, which may or may not be a hot take. It's something that we discussed on the <laughs> Lockdown Bengals postgame show after Sunday's victory in Baltimore. But I mean, T Higgins in his last four out of his last five games, over hundred yards, almost 200 today against the Ravens. Uh, JV secondary is what I've been calling them. Fake secondary CFL secondary, whatever you want to call yeah. them. Only one NFL level player was playing in this game for the Ravens in their secondary today. And that's not really enough when you have the weapons that, that Burrow has. And when you have Joe Burrow quarterback, but I do think that Burrow's taken some big strides this year in his processing. He's seen more. He's more more experienced. And I, I honestly think the arm strength is actually better, too, and the accuracy has persisted in the last few weeks. You've really started to see him get back to the level of mobility and evasiveness that we saw at LSU that made him such an exciting prospect. And if these are the things that are going to be clicking for Joe Burrow as we get to meaningful January football for the Cincinnati Bengals for the first time in six, seven years, that's something that Bengals fans will certainly take. I slow rolled you on that first question because I know you do not want to answer this second question, Jake. Joe Burrow, late season push into the MVP conversation? Question mark? There's potentially a world where this happens. The 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 biggest thing that's going against him is coming into this week. So not counting this week. He was fantastic against Baltimore, obviously, and against a very bad and battered and sick defense. But coming into this week, over 100 fewer passing attempts than Tom Brady, than Justin Herbert. But I guess Aaron Rodgers is another MVP candidate, and those guys are in the same ballpark for for passing attempts, for passing dropbacks this year. I, I just don't know if the volume stats are going to be there. He couldn't get into the Pro Bowl, which is its own conversation, I think in the AFC, but I think a lot of people 
are going to look at, you know, he's only got 26 touchdowns and 14 interceptions going into this game. He's got all these interceptions, but here's the way that I can see it happening, I guess, is if there's a very definitive statement when against the Chiefs next week where he goes toe-to-toe with Patrick Mahomes, and then they put the nail in the coffin on the Browns and they put that bugaboo to rest because the Browns have had the Bengals' number. But if Burrow can go out the next two weeks and continue to play at the level he's playing at and produce the way he's producing, then then I could see him getting into the conversation. But right now, I just think that the the volume stats probably aren't there for most voters. And finally, John Lynch is making apologies on Twitter for accidentally, scare quotes, liking tweets, apparently. (laughs) This is the world we live in. In the year of our Lord, 2021. It's incredible. The 49er general manager clicked the like button on a tweet about Jimmy Garoppolo being left in Nashville after a loss to the Titans. According to Lynch, he errantly clicked the like button. We've all been there. He then issued an apology tweet in which he affirmed his belief in the quarterback as the leader of the San Francisco offense. Guess nobody ever told Lynch to stay off his phone during Christmas, mass, or any other time. Just like, come on, my guy. And for whatever disrespect millennials take, I promise you this would not have happened to a millennial because they would just know better. They would just know the rules of social media. You cannot let this happen. Coming up Tuesday, we'll wrap up the NFL week and look at some hoops. So at least until tomorrow, stay locked on today. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.